Welcome to Adult Papers, the podcast for grown-ups. I'm your host, Violet Augustine. I'm going to share sometimes magical, sometimes terrifying, often strange, occasionally funny, and somewhere uncomfortably between hyper-real and surreal stories with you. So I came out two months to the day before I got sober. But looking back, coming out was definitely a precursor. This is how it happened. We're in full swing lockdown. Daycares are closed, but my work is not. My four-year-old is replacing the couch cushions with pillows so he can jump on them like trampolines. And I've just gotten off a nine-hour virtual workday, and I need a fucking break. I'm having some feelings that I want to express to someone I love and trust. Someone who will understand. Preferably someone nearby, but a someone with all those qualities doesn't exist. So I text my best friend from college who I haven't seen in five years, and we haven't lived in the same city in 12. She has her own busy mama life, and so I don't feel like I have consent, but I know she will get back to me when she has the time. I hope she will. I just feel so alone right now. I start rambling and crying into voice-to-text. What comes out is something like this. I really want to share this, but I'm not sure who to reach out to. Only very recently, like in the last month, I started to realize I am more gay than straight. I've always identified as bi, but this summer, after a lot of inner work and being forced to be alone with myself, one of the things I came to realize was that I desire women more than men, but that that has always scared me. I had some major worthiness issues that I needed to heal, and I think that that is why I was having relationships with men. I needed to prove that I was worthy enough to be loved by a man. But now that I know I'm worthy, which was the result of all this forced downtime and inner work, I don't desire them. I mean, the desire was less physical when it even was there. It was more of a pathological urge to get them to love me. Men are still beautiful, but I definitely enjoy the look of them more than the reality of them, lol. And all of this is really exciting but I still find myself crying because, like, I'm 35. What the fuck took me so long? It feels liberating, but also I feel kind of lost because I don't know where to start and I feel like I'm coming out of the closet and I never expected that to be a thing I would have to actually do in my life, especially not at this age. So now I'm panicking because it's not really a conversation I want to have with my family, you know? I don't think they'll believe me or they'll look at me like I'm crazy or going through a midlife crisis when it's just the opposite. Like I'm actually finally just being me. 100. I mean, and it goes to show that they don't really know who I am. I love you and I trust you. That's why I'm telling you this, but I'm not even really sure why, except I guess I feel alone. I don't have a community. And with lockdown, I can't just go out and get one. 
I love you. Thank you for listening. I add a second text to clarify. I identify as queer because the term lesbian feels a little restrictive, but it's safe to say I'm pretty les. Though I don't feel like undertaking the task of trying to get everyone who has known me long term to understand that. I'm excited, but also feel a little daunted. Then I take out my sidekick, my second phone, which I used to try to keep this creative life separate from my day job, but so much for secret anything now, right? And record a video blog where I blurt out a lot of the nuances that I'm feeling. I feel extremely relieved and simultaneously untethered while being as tethered as one can also possibly be. Right, that is why I needed to do some more journaling. There is just so much I'm feeling. So here's the list. One, relieved that now that I love myself and accept myself 100%, I don't have to keep hurting myself with compulsive food behaviors. Side note, I've had an eating disorder since I was in elementary school. Two, now that I actually love myself, I don't want to hurt myself anymore. Side note, is it starting to make sense yet? You can see how coming out would lead to sobriety because loving myself also equaled not wanting to hurt myself anymore. Three, now that I fully accept myself, it is easy to love myself. Four, now that I fully see myself, it is a strange concept that I ever didn't. Five, that actually loving myself feels easy and natural. Six, loving myself feels like the most natural thing I could possibly do. Seven, fully accepting myself in all my expression feels as honest as a river flowing, so it just seems dumb that I ever struggled with that. Eight, this acceptance that I'm feeling is what I've been craving my whole life. Nine, this acceptance needed to come from me. Ten, it always needed to come from me. Eleven, I never needed it from anyone else. Twelve, now that I have it, I'm never letting it go. Thirteen, now that I have it, I'm going to do everything I've ever dreamed of or been scared to do. Side note, like this podcast. 14. Nothing scares me anymore. 15. Because nothing is scarier than not knowing yourself. 16. And nothing is scarier than not loving yourself. Postscript. I failed to recognize that perfectionism is an evil bitch, and I'd still be able to find ways to degrade myself. I mean, I'm a mom. There are plenty of things I can find that are still not good enough. That being said, I still love myself, which makes it a bit easier to be compassionate when I feel like I'm falling short, which most often manifests itself in Momlandia. I recorded this episode on day 12 but it's being published on day 19, and the list itself was written two months prior to day one. So, do what you will with that information. This is just my journey. But